Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Swinging a bouncer up third and almost hit the bag. Triolo has to go across, gets the out, and the ballgame ends. Pirates win it 7-1 over San Diego. They've won two in a row. So that happened yesterday. After 13 losses in 15 games, the Pittsburgh Pirates have an opportunity to sweep the San Diego Padres today at 12.30 in front of Pittsburgh fans. Not the main news, but it's a little something to get this show started. And it's a little something to hang your hats on if you're Pirates fans. We'll talk about the Pirates a little bit later because they're not the only story going around Pittsburgh right now. And in all of sports, there's a lot going on. The big headline yesterday, and I woke up to this news because, you know, I go to bed early for this show, that Domingo Armand threw a no-hitter for the New York Yankees, the 24th no-hitter in the history of Major League Baseball. We'll get into that a little bit later. Adam Crowley is upset about something that he'll talk to you about. He's upset about more than one thing, by the way, this morning. But uh, if you want a hint, go to our Twitter page, at 937thefan. Check our social media, and you'll see why, because another show on this station mentioned the morning show in a way that wasn't so flattering. So, Crowley, we'll get into that a little bit later, but um, that's something to look forward to on the Fan Morning Show. But right now, this is the Fan Early Morning Show. It's the Wake Up Show. The Wake Up Show presented by 84 Lumber. Put your positive attitude to work at 84 Lumber. You can apply online at 84lumber.com. So my name is Nicholas Harry Callis. This is the Fan Early Morning Show. The Penguins made a draft pick. In the first round, they selected Braden Yeager out of the WHL. 14th overall in the draft. And he's the center. Now... That might excite some of you because he's got great shooting potential. Um, He's a pretty decent skater, but he makes plays happen. And he's demonstrated that in the WHL. Some of you might not be happy about that because he plays center, and that might uh, seem to spell the end of either Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, or both by the time this guy is NHL prime ready. Because Jaeger's only 18 years old. So maybe that 
upsets some of you because Kyle Dubas is now looking more toward the future instead of winning one last championship with Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, and Chris Letang. That's fair. We have strong ties. We have strong opinions about Crosby and, 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 the, and the big three because we know what they did for, for Pittsburgh, kind of saving the franchise, winning three Stanley Cups within a 10-year period. But at the end, at the end of the day, there's got to be some preparation. There's got to be some lookout toward the future. We desire these this from the Penguins. We think that Malkin and Latang and Crosby deserve another championship together. The fact that uh, the front office brought back those three and allowed those three to stay together one more season, at least for a few years more now. But you know. They allowed them to stay together. That was nice. That was something that um, felt nice. It felt comfortable. We didn't think it would happen, and then it did happen. And we were all grateful before the season. But we also saw what happens when you invest too much in veterans and you don't develop talent over a long period of time. So, it's kind of bittersweet. And I know Crowley tweeted this out, and he wasn't too happy about this. He said, Braden Yeager's 18. He will never help Sidney Crosby win a playoff series. The future is now. Never wanted them to make a pick. Well, that's just everybody has to come to the realization here, and I, I don't blame Kyle Dubas for making some tough decisions when you draft the center in the first round. Uh, Braden Yeager is an 18-year-old young player who can score. I don't blame him for that because there's got to be a look toward the future at some point. Many of you have called this station and said that you would, you don't want to mortgage the future anymore. I'm tired of mediocrity. So many first-round playoff exits by both the Steelers and the Penguins, so you guys understand what it feels like. So in this case, drafting a center in the first round this season, or the first round this year, I should say. It's not mid-season, but the first round this year, Kyle Dubas is demonstrating, okay, let's get some let's get some players who can help on offense that we can rely on once the big three, or specifically Malkin and Crosby, because they're the they're the forwards. Specifically when those two leave the team or decide to retire, that there's somebody that we can rely on to kind of have as a cornerstone of the next big generation of Pittsburgh Penguins. It has to happen eventually, and I think that we as Pittsburgh fans, as Penguin fans, can understand that first-round exits are miserable, and the way they missed the playoffs last season was definitely even more frustrating because they had it, and they gave it up. Here's the cool thing about Braden Yeager. In the 2021-2022 season, he played in 63 games. He scored 34 goals and was responsible for 59 points. And the following year, this past season, might have been even more impressive because in 67 games, he scored six less goals but was responsible for 78 points. He went from 25 assists in 2021-22 to 50 assists in 2022-23. So he's definitely a playmaker, and he's demonstrated, okay, he can score, but also 
he can make plays, and he seems like, in just that broad sense, he's a Sidney Crosby-type player, and Crosby knows when to pass, knows when he's got an opportunity to strike, always around to play on offense, and can make scoring plays happen. And so you might think, okay, you know, this could be another Sidney Crosby caliber player. Maybe not as much. Crosby was a one one pick. So you don't want to go too far with those comparisons. I understand you if you don't. But even uh, Jaeger talked about how he shapes his game, how he shapes his hockey games, and uh, the name Crosby might have come up. Listen to this. I think that's something that I've always, um, especially my parents, have, have uh, you know, tried to get me to work on. Uh, you know, I've rolled on a game after Sidney Crosby, so it's it's pretty crazy to, to think that I'm wearing the same jersey he does. So, um, But, yeah, I think just being able to play a 200-foot game is, is huge and you know, transferring to the NHL level and, and getting the tro- coach of, or trust, of, trust of your coaches. So, yeah. Well, that, I model my game off of Sidney Crosby. Sidney Crosby, not a bad role model to have and to model your game off of that. I mean, he's he's done it in the WHL. Not established in the NHL for certain yet. Of course, he just got drafted. He's 18. But modeling the, your game after Sidney Crosby, not a bad idea. And the results, at least in the WHL, have shown he can score goals, but he's also responsible for a significant amount of points, and he's not afraid to hand the puck off for an assist if it means having his team score. So that's important. I like how much of a team guy he seems to be. And, again, modeling your game off of Crosby isn't bad. But I I like the pick. Uh, as it stands right now, just looking at what he's done in the WHL, I like the pick. Does this all, Is this also an admission that maybe Kyle Dubas is looking more toward the future? Yeah, it is. And we don't love that. I understand why you might not love that. I know Crowley doesn't want to face the fact that the big three are aging and are going to be out of here soon enough. Not that we want them to be out of here, but that's just how that's how it's gone. The big three are not going to be around, I would say, much, much longer. And I think it's time to start realizing that. Kyle Dubas making the difficult decisions in this case. Draft a guy who can be your future cornerstone offensive player, maybe your center. And helping the offense by getting a forward in Riley Smith, though, is also, I think, a pretty decent option. He gave up a third rounder for an established forward. So Kyle Dubas doing what I say are right moves right now. He's pushing some buttons that aren't wrong, that aren't just you know blatantly upsetting. Like, it's upsetting for different reasons other than it's not a bad pick. Smith, Riley Smith, not a bad trade. And Jaeger, not a bad draft choice. And I mean, we're frustrated because we know that the, the future's starting to be developed in uh, the relics of the t- 2000s, 2010s decades. They're, they're on the way up. At least we're frustrated for better reasons, I would say. That we're upset that we're going to lose some players that we cherish. As opposed to at least being frustrated because the picks aren't right. It's, uh, you know, or it's bad timing or bad trades. That's not the case. 
412-928-9370 is my phone number. You can call me. We can talk about the Penguins. You want to talk about the Pirates, you can as well. Or the big news, Domingo Armand for the Yankees threw a no-hitter. Or a perfect game, excuse me, is the distinction. Threw a perfect game, 24th in Major League Baseball history. You want to talk anything sports, give me a call, 412-928-9370. You can also tweet at me, at Callus underscore 33. That's C-A-L-L-A-S. We're also uh, getting to the Skeens cruise debate a little bit. Uh, we'll have a conversation. If you want to call and have that conversation with me, you can. Again, 412-928-9370. So Kyle Dubas pushing some correct buttons right now with the Penguins organization, drafting well, a, a pretty impactful trade with the Vegas Golden Knights yesterday as well. So there's one thing, though, that he hasn't quite hasn't quite addressed yet, and that's the goaltending situation and what they should do with Tristan Jari and how they should approach the goaltending situation moving forward. I know there are plenty of people that say, you know, work through the warts you have, don't, you know, as opposed to the warts you don't know about yet. So keeping Tristan Jari because he's familiar and you know what you're going to get with him is better than going into the unknown and and potentially coming up with uh, different problems that you're not aware of later on. I understand that sentiment to a point. I think that if the Penguins were in a different situation, it would be it would be different. Like if they were contending still, like it, it, not saying that they're not, but if they if they if they made the playoffs last year, it might be a little bit different cuz you might see different results. Maybe they do make it past the first round if they get there, you know, they finish so miserably, maybe you don't think so. But the fact that they didn't make the playoffs last season, I'm kind of off the contending train. Like, I'm one of those people, you know, I'm, I'm in Pittsburgh and I fall into that celebrating mediocrity case where I'm one of the Penguins to continue the streak of playoff appearances just because. But now that they've broken that, I mean, everything's lost at this point. Like, there's nothing to lose at this point for me. So I want them to take more risks and kind of plug and play more options in these next couple of years to get something better. Because in this case, Tristan Jari really isn't taking you anywhere significant. I don't believe in him anymore as a, as a goalie, and I don't believe that he can play that well, especially with his injury history. Continue this in a minute, but we got a caller who wants to weigh in. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey, this is Ted. Hi, Ted. Hey, Real quick with the Penguins, this is what frustrates me. The Jeff Carters of the world, and even the Brown Russ, you got to move those guys. Mm-hmm. You know, with the Penguins, it's the frustrating part of it is that, you know, with Hextall, he signed some dumb contracts. He did, yes. And, um, you know, the, the, the way the team is constructed now, yeah, the big three, yeah. But, you know, I, I would consider – uh, trade a Getzel to, to get the picks or to get younger, regardless of what Cosby says. And you, you still got issues on goaltending. You, you just got to go out there and get a goaltender. You can't, you know, bring these guys back. And with Sullivan, what scares me, for some reason, this guy doesn't want to play young players. Um, I mean, two years in a row. I mean, you know, you got you got a couple guys that are in Wilkesbury that you're going to have to start playing. 
and you're going to have to find out what you have. So with Sullivan, I'm a little bit more harder than him because he keeps putting the same lineup out there, and he's not making adjustments when he should be making adjustments. I hear you. So it's, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's kind of getting frustrating to watch. Do you like the uh, pick of Jaeger in the first round? Yes, but at the same time, I hope the guy is able to play. I mean, <laughs> I do. No, I hear that. I hear that. You know, but goaltending is going to be crucial. They got to go out there and get a goaltender. You can't bring back the same guys. To me, that'd be asinine because the the biggest problem with the Penguins is staying healthy and also rotating your fours and and being they don't have enough grit, man. You know, they don't they don't have that sandpaper. You can see with the Rangers, you can see with every, every other team. The way they finished the season last last season was rough. Was well, rough. The, the, what got me was Cosby was getting hit. No one stood up for him. Also, Malkin was taking shots. No one stood up for him. You can't have that. No, you can't. You, you know, so um, this is going to be an important season for uh, Sullivan. I, I, I'm be honest. I, I think it's almost close to for him to, to move on and get a younger coach. I hear you, Ted. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, I agree with everything that was said there. I'm glad he likes the first round pick, but that's a great point. If he doesn't play, if he doesn't get you know called up and can make an impact, or if Sullivan doesn't let him play, that doesn't matter. The goaltending situation, as I just mentioned, and he kind of piggybacked on. Yeah, goalie uh, the goalie situation right now is not in a great place. And Sullivan, yeah, I mean Sullivan last year, listening to his press conferences, it was like. It, when they were winning games, he was like, "Yeah, you know, we're great. Everybody's passing the puck around, and we're and we're scoring goals, and everything's fantastic. We're the Penguins." But then when they would lose, I mean, he was getting mad at reporters in those press conferences for asking questions, and that's something that always stood out to me when I would listen. Like he was two different people when they would win and they would lose, and it's not necessarily uncommon. Of course, when a when a head coach or a manager is in a game where they lost has to face the media. I don't expect them always to be happy when they lose, but like he was such he was just so felt so upset. Like he was frustrated, like, hey, we're the penguins. Why am I getting asked these questions? Well, when you're not performing, you're gonna get hard questions. You're gonna get questions about why you're losing, why you're making certain decisions. He was just so flat when they would lose, especially you know, toward the end, they were losing games. It's just everything about the team felt just so flat. It was really uncommon to see from the Penguins. So, yeah, I mean, I'm with Ted there in that case, too. If you want to trade Gensel, you want to trade Carter, you want to trade some of these uh, guys to get picks, I'm fine with the future being in the future. The future doesn't have to be now, and championships don't have to be now anymore with the way the Penguins have played in the past. They have not been a good hockey team. They've been a let's make the playoffs and lose in the first round hockey team since they won at Stanley Cup and then lost to the Capitals the following year. I mean, I I understand, again, like because I saw Crowley's tweet, and that's kind of resonating with me because he's upset, and I'm sure many of you out there Maybe have the opinion, you know, hey, let's win one more with Crosby. There's still a lot of talent on this team, but sometimes you got to look at the reality and you got to think, you got to look at it and realize, no, there is not much talent beyond the the big three, the Crosby, Malkin, and Latangs. Gensel's a good player, but 
is he good enough to push this team forward? No. I wouldn't think so. I don't think so. The defense for the Penguins has been subpar, and the goaltending has been uncertain. Not that Jari hasn't been good when he's been in, but his injury history is what concerns me. And in this case, again, if they were a playoff contending team still and they were you felt that they're on the brink, they can get past the first round, they have the players to do that, then I'd say maybe stick stick with Jari. Trust that he's not going to get hurt. But the Penguins didn't make the playoffs last season. So for me, the goaltending situation right now needs to be changed. I think that I understand the sentiment, okay, you want to keep you want to keep what you know about and not take a risk and and experience problems later with something new. I get that, but in this case the Penguins, they don't have anything to lose right now after missing the playoffs this past season with the roster that they had. They they don't have anything to lose. Try something different. Try someone different. Jari has proven that he's got an injury history that I don't trust he can come back from or just magically change. So my opinion is try somebody new, and if you don't win, nobody nobody expected you to win. I don't know many Penguin fans that expect the Penguins to, to do all that well next season. If you think they're going to be a Stanley Cup contending team next season with the roster they have right now, I don't agree with that. I don't know why you would think that. So keep that in mind as you watch the rest of the NHL draft, you follow the rest of the NHL draft. The 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 draft picks that are going to be made now are going to be the future of this team and are very likely going to be the replacements for the Crosby, Malkin, and Latang players right now that are on the Penguins. And I'm with Ted in the case that if they want to trade Gensel, Carter, anybody else, and rack up more picks. Go ahead and do it. I support it at this point. 412-928-9370 is my phone number. Talking Penguins. We'll also talk about the Pirates a little bit. Coming up next and the big Major League news, Domingo Herman threw a perfect game yesterday, the 24th perfect game in Major League history. So we'll talk about some Major League Baseball news, talk about the Pirates, what to expect from today's game against the Padres, the Penguins, excuse me, the Pirates have an opportunity to sweep the Padres in the three-game series before playing over the weekend against the Brewers. We'll talk about that next. This is the Fan Early Morning Show. My name is Nicholas Harry Callis, and this is Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. Summer is here. Come check out Trailblazer Equinox and the all-new redesigned 2024 tracks. You can check them out online at sunchevy.com. Today, high of 84, low of 56, clear skies throughout the day. Tomorrow, high of 83, 40% chance of rain, and there's going to be an air quality alert until 12.30 in the morning on Friday. It's Fan Weather brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. My name is Nicholas Harry Callis. It's the Fan Early Morning Show on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. Got a couple more minutes left to talk to you. Yeah, let's talk about the Pirates real quick. Uh, the Pirates, 
about to sweep the Padres if they can win today. They play at 12:35. Pirates won the first two games, and um, this is a series that preludes uh, the weekend series against the Milwaukee Brewers, which is important because the Pirates, if they win that series, can gain more ground in the NL Central, maybe get back to third or even second place in the division. But I've held this opinion for a little bit, and I wanted to talk about this because there were a bunch of people that were falling in love, uh, falling in love with the Reds because the Reds caught up prospects and seemed like an exciting team. And right now the Reds are in first place. They have a 43-38 and 38 record, though, as a first-place team, so not necessarily a shining example of uh, what you'd expect a playoff team to be. But I just want I just want to remind people of this, because the Reds are doing well. They went on a hot streak. They won 10 games in a row. They also swept the Houston Astros in Houston, which is impressive, and they have young talent that they've brought up, and they were compared to the Pirates because the Pirates were not calling up prospects and letting themselves sink. And right now the Pirates are in fourth, so I get that. But just before you get on a high about the Reds, just remember this. Uh, the Reds organization is one where, you know, the the ownership leaders, they were talking about how, yeah, you know, where are you going to go? I don't have to spend money because where are you going to go? There's no other game in town, right? The, the, talking about Major League Baseball and uh, how – teams can make money regardless and you know remember that before you you know before you start acting like the Reds are a model organization and just remember too that um back in 2020 was the last time they made the playoffs before that was 2013 and remember the the COVID shortened season allowed four teams from the NL Central to make the playoffs and the Reds didn't score a single run in the two games that they lost to the Atlanta Braves in that uh, in that series, in that three game series, so just keep in mind the the Reds. They might be in first place now. Maybe they'll make the playoffs. Still a long season. It's still only June. The Brewers are a half game out, and every team right now, but the Cardinals and the NL Central is in striking distance. So I don't like the comparison to the Reds, um, because their last meaningful legitimate playoff season was 2013 when they lost to the Pirates in the wild card game. They didn't make the playoffs in any other year but 2020, and they didn't score a single run in the COVID-expanded playoffs in 2020. Since then, they've struggled, and they haven't won much of anything meaningful. So I don't like when you know a lot of Pittsburgh fans are just crying out because they the Reds caught up Ellie De La Cruz and a bunch of other prospects. It, yeah, calm down. The Reds are not that great of an organization. They haven't established anything significant yet. So other than the fact that they've caught up prospects, what else can you say about them? How much have they won in recent years? The Pirates haven't won much either. I get that. The Reds' last championship was 1990. The Pirates' last was 1979. I get all that. But I'm just saying they're both in similar boats as organizations that are playing right now. And believe it or not, it looks bleak, and the Pirates struggled in that stretch. They lost 13-15, and but the division is still attainable. And the Reds, one slip up, and they're out of the lead. The NL Central is the weakest division in baseball right now. So uh, the Reds need to establish more for me to become believers in what they can do. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 